dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. And uh, it was just about getting dark and we started panicking, running down the bridge, not really having any clue of storing rocks in our vicinity, good sized rocks. And uh, I stopped long enough to get a 357 out of my backpack and look back, and that's when I thought I saw one. Company, Sasquatch Coffee. Have you tried it yet? You can check us out at www.squatchcoffee.com. And just in time for Christmas season, we have gift baskets that include free shipping, so check it out. All right, with me today, as always, is my good friend and fellow Bigfoot researcher, Shane Hardcore Corson. Shane, can you hear me? I hope so. <laughs> I can hear you, yeah. <laughs> Good. We were having a little, it was a little bit of a rush there at the end, technical difficulties, but we uh, made it work, so the show must yeah. go on. How are you today, it'll, my friend? It'll uh, fall, fall right in with Pacific North Weird, uh, with yeah. uh, Tyler Bounds, as we're having some weird stuff go on here, but yeah. <laughs> we, but we managed to work it out, so uh, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Just got back, uh, busy day, you know, uh, last night obviously we're at our... Uh, Tillamook Forest uh, Bigfoot uh, um, holiday party, which was a blast. I had a great time there and uh, got up this morning and headed out to Tillamook and retrieved a camera and uh, was checking out a recent report from that area uh, and got to meet some new people. And so I am I am very happy right now. <laughs> All right, good. A happy Bigfoot researcher. So, yeah. There was some interesting stuff. We had, like, really extreme weather this last week here in Oregon. And uh, I think the report you were checking out had something to do with that, didn't it? It did. Uh, you know, yeah. there was uh, an area in uh, down there in the, in the forest down there that, um, well, like you said, the weather. We, we went through a dry spell down there, and a lot of the rivers were extremely low. And just recently, 
uh, we've just gotten absolutely inundated with rain, and the rivers are all flooding. They're messed up. And one of the reports from this area, from a, a, um, a group of people living around this area, were that they were getting, um, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, calls and things smashing trees and you know breaking branches and knocking around. And, and some, of these, some of these folk are fairly familiar with the, the topic of Sasquatch because they've lived there their whole lives and have had experiences and whatnot. And so uh, um, they said that since the, the floods and the rains have came in and uh, the rivers are all blown out, that they've, they've experienced a lot of activity or possible Bigfoot activity. They don't know what else it could be um, um, around some of their, their, their uh, houses and whatnot. And it's an area that is known for, for, for its possible Bigfoot activity. And so, yeah, I had to, I had to head down there and uh, check it out. And uh, it was well worth the trip. I'm going to do some follow-up down there, or we will do some follow-up down there for sure in this area. And it's not too far away from where we generally do our research, actually. I mean, as a crow flies, it's, it's nothing really. And uh, it's a really, um, you know, Tillamook National, I mean, the forest, it, it's very temperate, you know, throughout the year. And so it's uh, very hospitable to all life, including, you know, us humans. You know, it does get cold and there's snow in some of the peaks, but um, overall it's very hospitable. And this area down where I was looking at today is, is um, it's a little bit warmer than some of the areas that we research. So it makes a lot of sense that if there is a Sasquatch in that area, possibly that they would be down in that area and maybe a little ticked off that the rivers are so high. <laughs> Interrupting their uh, passage back and, and forth from uh, north to south, I think. I don't know. It, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that that it that the activity corresponded with uh, the extreme rain and wind and and uh, actually a lot of slide. You know, we have a lot of landslides and stuff. So yeah, I always wonder yeah. what you know what the connection is there. So, but it, yeah, it's I interesting think, you know, I was thinking. I was sorry. I was picking up a cam today, a, a game cam, and uh, two of the roads that I would usually, um, some of these long roads I would usually take to get to an area. I couldn't. I had to actually hike in further than I usually would, just for the fact that uh, there were uh, full-size trees <laughs> blown over because of you know, with with the dryness. I think some of these trees have died, and then now we've got all this wet, wintry weather and the wind. And these trees. I mean, we're you know you know, 16-plus-inch, you know, trees around, you know, circumference. I mean, huge, big trees, too, just right over the roads. I couldn't, you know, I didn't bring a chainsaw or anything, and so it was, okay, well, I'll park here and uh, hike this way, so. Yeah, the weather, I mean, it's been nuts. So, but yeah. it always makes me, it's interesting because that area that you're talking about is kind of a little enclave on that, uh, yeah, because the areas uh, to the east and west of it, aren't really uh, inhabited. I mean, there's not a lot of, of housing uh, along that area, but that little area there is. So, yeah. And there's been, like you said, there's, it, it does have a history of, of course, it takes two things to to uh, have a, a Bigfoot encounter, a Bigfoot and a person. Right, and, uh, so. you know, it's an area that Peter Byrne has, has studied well, and, in fact, he has been out to this area, you know, he's, you know, Peter Byrne <laughs> is not a spring chicken, but he still gets out there. And I know that he was out in this area recently due to some of these reports. So um, how cool is that? Uh, very cool. <laughs> so, well, without further ado, last week we had uh, our friend Tyler Bounds on, 
and uh, the the show went by so fast that we didn't get to uh, get into everything that we wanted to talk to Tyler about, so he uh, graciously agreed to come back this week and uh, do a follow-up show. So thank you, Tyler, and I know that he's he's uh, on the line here, So, and I think that he has brought a friend with him today. So, <laughs> so let, without further ado, let's uh, uh, bring on Tyler. Tyler, are you there? Hey there, fellas. I am here. Vince, are you here? Uh, I'm doing okay. Can you hear me? There is Vince. Okay, we're good to go. So to go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. Yeah, my my starting. I I, I thought you were starting to say something there. Oh no, I was. I I just said Vince. (laughs) I heard Vince's voice. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, thanks, Tyler, for uh, coming back this week. Um, it was uh, one of one of my favorite shows, and uh, the time went by so fast that we did not not get to go, you know, and cover everything that we wanted to cover. I know that uh, uh, we talked a lot about your experience, uh, you know, how you got into bigfooting and and the the whole nine there. I just used Shane's phrase, uh, the whole nine. And uh, <laughs> and and your experiences with, with uh, working with fight on finding Bigfoot and and uh, so this week I think I, it, is there more uh, Bigfoot stuff that you wanted to talk about today before we get started into your your latest endeavor? Um, well, actually, I do have an addendum from last week. <laughs> And uh, how I I mentioned how I got into this whole thing. You know, I was out with my grandfather and, uh, you know, went on a hike and and so on and so forth and saw a couple Bigfoots, uh, a big one and a little one, and cast some footprints and, and that sort of thing. And uh, how I, I was mystified by that whole experience. And... Uh, something that I found out last last August uh, when I was down in Ashland, Oregon for my grandmother's funeral. And my aunt was asking me, she said, so how did you get into this whole Bigfoot thing anyways? And I said, well, you know, I was out with Grandpa and I was on a hike and, you know, saw the Bigfoot and cast the footprints. And she just said, oh, honey, oh, honey. And I'm like, what? No, wait, what? She goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And I, and I was instantly like, don't tell me that Grandpa had somebody, you know, dress up in suit or whatever, and uh, to go out and screw with, you know, mess with the boy, his Boy Scout troop. And she just patted me on the shoulder, and said, oh, honey, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. So. So that was pretty uh, mind blowing. I wanted to get to that last week, but then we kind of moved on, and and it's still kind of hard for me to get my head around because uh, that was really the impetus for everything that I've been involved in. So to learn that, you know, whether there was a real 
um, interest on my grandfather's part, you know, because that doesn't really explain the, all the footprint casts, or maybe it does. You know, maybe he did that quite often. But I got duped. I got completely duped and wow. have been repeating that story for, you know, 40-something years. And, uh, you know, to find out that, no, it it wasn't, you know, oh, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, and I immediately, I mean, as soon as I heard that, I or was told that, I went and called Cliff. And I'm like, guess what I just found out? You know, this is totally lame. He's like, yeah, but you've had other experiences. And, you know, you've seen this and heard that and found this and found that. I'm like, yeah, but but this was, you know, the foundation that everything was built on, you know, my... Un, you know my unwavering belief, and you know to have that whole thing kind of pulled out from underneath me was really, it really kind of rocked me, and and you know, so uh, so I guess the moral of the story is <laughs> the moral of the story is don't believe you know, grandfather. <laughs> don't believe my grandfather, <laughs> and uh, and. You know, and, and he basically, you know, um, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying last week as well. You know, when I'm interviewing witnesses and people and and how you always have to have, you know, we call them our skepticals on. And no matter how legit it sounds, no matter how, you know, genuine it sounds, it could, you know, it could be somebody pulling, pulling the wool over your eyes. And, you know, so... So that was kind of a lesson, like, everybody everybody I've talked to, you know, question, you know, question everything that you're told, everything that, you know, everything that is supposedly set in stone isn't. And, you know, so it really made me rethink where I was, where I came from, where I was coming from. And, but... Like Cliff told me, and like my producer on Finding Bigfoot told me, he's like, "Yeah, but you've had other things happen, and yes, I have, but you know, and it's, you know, that's still not. Uh, I can't say it's not, uh, you know, a hundred percent. You know, I can never say for sure. You know, this was what it was. That was what it was. You know, it was def- definitely a squatch. But uh, but I'm glad that we got to do a part two because after you know, we were done last week. I'm like, man, you know, I should have, uh, I should have said something. I should have followed up, you know, wow. Amazing experience when you're four or five years old. And then, you know, when I'm 40 something years old, like, yeah, it's not so much of an amazing experience. It's, uh, you know, probably the same thing has happened to lots of people over the years. And, and, uh, you know, which also makes me wish that, man, I, I wish I did have those footprints, you know, that he cast and, you know, were they real footprints? I mean, I'm sure they were real, you know, but real Bigfoot footprints? Probably not. You know, were they just human, you know, or when he was, you know, when nobody was looking, was he, you know, putting some impressions in the ground? Like, there it is. I found a Bigfoot footprint. Let's cast it, boys. And, you know, and gives all these kids something to talk about for the rest of their lives and base their whole belief system on and go and dedicate their lives to and their jobs and give up yeah anyways um so uh i mean that is kind of a a shocker huh i mean yeah i mean it's totally 
yeah, I was, I was pretty deflated. And, you know, and she just kept, oh, honey, <laughs> oh, honey, I'm sorry. Like, sorry, this is, you just basically ruined my life. But, hey, that's all right. But so, did uh, she elaborate any more on it? Uh, I mean, any more on, you know, how or she, why? Um, no. Uh, well, I mean, somewhat. She said that, you know, there were, uh, you know, he on some of his Boy Scout trips, he would, he had some buddies, some uh, compadres somewhere that uh, I don't, I don't know if it was every time or if it was just for me or just because of the area that we were in. Um, I mean, I don't think that he was out there hoaxing necessarily, you know, trying to get information or, or attention or you know, trying to get in the newspaper or trying to lead people on a wild goose chase. I think it was just, uh, you know, something to basically mess with the scouts and whether he told them later on, like, yeah, you know, that was, that was Joe Blow in a suit that, you know, some dead animal skin <laughs> that I dressed him up in and, you know, but I was a little tiny kid, you know, I don't remember, you know, the fog of time and I've always been, I've always tried to be real careful with that story because I was very young and small at the time and, you know, trying to, you know, I don't want to get to the point where I've told the story so many times that it kind of takes on its own and I'm adding in more details that I didn't really see or that I thought I saw or thought I remembered or thought I should remember. So I've always, you know, tried to, uh, especially as, you know, time went on, like try to back off of it, you know, a little bit. Like I definitely, you know, it definitely looked at me. It definitely did this. And, uh, um, so, uh, so I really don't, I mean, I don't remember much about about that when it happens. I mean, I remember it happening. I remember the footprints. I remember, you know, I don't remember where I was or, you know, who I was with besides my grandfather. And uh, so, um, you know, to his to his benefit, uh, you know, I, I doubt if he was out there, you know, trying to lead people astray or, you know, making footprints, you know, down in Bluff Creek somewhere and like, Haha, you know, fooled all those fooled all those guys. Um, which would be really terrible if it turns out that yeah, my grandfather is the one that was behind you know, a bunch of footprints down on Bluff Creek. Um, I would uh yeah, change my last name and go into hiding somewhere. <laughs> and uh so but at the same time, you know, he's passed on and uh luckily for him, because if he was still alive, he wouldn't be for long. So, Rusty old guy. So, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, so that's that. And uh, like I said, the moral of the story is, you know, no matter how legit or, you know, no matter what you think you saw or or what you think you remember, you know, it's we're all, you know, really susceptible to being tricked, being fooled, trying to, you know, or misremembering what we really think that we remember. And, uh so, you know, lesson learned. Yeah. And well, Tyler, you know, this speaks to your character uh, hugely because you didn't have to come on the show and you didn't have to mention that at all. And, uh, and right. the audience, uh, having listened to last week's episode, what has gone on their merry way, thinking, you know, you saw something really, I mean, truly really legit. And uh speaks to your character, speaks to uh, what you're about. You're not about 
falsehoods. Uh, you're about truth. And uh, so kudos to you, uh, and thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you, Shane. It's uh, it's not. I mean, it wasn't easy. Like I said, that that was that was that was a long drive from Ashland back to uh, back to Washington. Just you know, kind of uh, you know, feeling kind of fooled, tricked, uh, taken for not taken for a ride. I mean, my grandfather probably didn't know that <laughs> that would become you know an obsession with mine and. You know, years and years and years later, I'd be, you know, working on a show about Bigfoot and, you know, telling that story many times, you know, over and over and over. And, you know, had to, yeah. So, if, you know, I'm sure it wasn't his intention or no. Okay, I'm not sure it wasn't his intention. But uh, I believe it wasn't his intention to, you know, <laughs> totally totally screw me up and uh you know no wonder i have so many issues what the hell yeah it's kind of like a batman finding out that his parents fake their deaths <laughs> <laughs> precisely so um well, the, the the good thing that came out of that the whole experience though is that it did push you in a direction to to uh have an interest in in bigfoot so and and yeah. public, and um, it influenced you in in being interested in other uh, unusual stuff. So I mean, yeah, I, that whole thing set you on a path now. You know where where you have the friends that you have and and you had the experiences that you had. So I mean, like you said, he probably it probably wasn't in his intent to deceive you and and rip your heart out thirty five years later, but. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but it, a lot of good did come out of it. So that's, I mean, you know, oh yeah, we're we're, no, happy, yeah. Yeah, we're happy that you had it happened to you because <laughs> 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 it benefited us to get to get to meet you on down the line. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no, I mean, no regrets besides you know feeling uh, you know just kind of tricked and but you know, but that's what. I mean, that's what happens, and I'm sure that uh, it's happened to lots of other people. And you know, and without the, without them having the benefit later on of, you know, realizing or having somebody come clean, like, oh no, that was that was me. You know, they, you know, they just keep driving down the road at midnight, like, did you see that? What was that? You know, and while right. some guys, you know, snickering off in the bushes, like, ha ha, you know. Those those people are going to be talking about that for years, and you know, so at least, you know, at least I have that have that benefit and uh, kind of having the air cleared. But at the same time, you know, it doesn't take away from things that I have seen, found, heard, you know, since then. So, so, uh, but you know, that was always kind of the the base, you know, the foundation that I rested everything else on, like. Even if this was, you know, if I was wrong about this noise or these footprints or what I think I saw, you know, in the woods around Mount Rainier, I always had this, you know. could always go back to this when I was, this happened when I was a little kid. And, you know, and then having kind of that, having that taken away, it's like, oh, well, now, you know, now I'm not so sure. And which we, you know, which is how it should be. We should never be sure unless we're sure. I guess, you know, unless we're 100% positive 
that's what I saw. It was right there. It was in my face, you know. It was, you know, I opened up yeah. my tent, and it was right there, you know. And to it, uh, to uh, take a line, well, someone posted in our chat room, but to, to take their line from the X-Files, you know, X-Files, you know, question everything. Uh, don't ever take anything yeah. at face value. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no regrets. I mean, I am where I am today, and like I said, I met tons, hundreds and hundreds of great people and, you know, other Bigfoot uh, nerds who I count as among my best friends, you know, Gunner, Shane, Vince. I mean, you know, people that I would, you know, go in the woods with. It's only in this it's only in this hobby that, you know, you can meet somebody through an email or a phone chat and like, hey, you want to go into the woods for three days? Yeah, I've, I've never met you and, you know, but hey, let's go. <laughs> Let's go do it. And uh, so, it, you know, and it, you really uh, you really get to know people, you know, when you're out by yourselves in the dark and trying to chase down big, hairy somethings. And uh, so, you know, friends for life. And it, like I said, no regrets. I've had great experiences, great friends, great memories. And uh, I even made some money along the way. So, you know, bonus. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Speaking of Vince, who is this Vince guy, and what is Pacific North Weird? Tell our audience. Uh, Vince, who the heck are you? Hi, I'm Vince in Ginza. And, yeah, I uh, produce a YouTube series along with Tyler called Pacific North Weird. It's uh, basically an homage to the, the weirdness of the Pacific Northwest. You know, we include everything from... The, the history of alien UFO sightings here, uh, definitely Sasquatch, roadside attractions, eclectic celebrities, urban legends, weird history. We approach it in a documentary style, uh, but we have like a definite uh, sense of humor about it. I like to think of us as a cross between uh, the X-Files, the Travel Channel, and Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> And that's pretty much it too. That's a very apt, very apt description. And have a lot of fun doing that. Um, I, I, myself and everyone involved in the show are Northwest natives, you know, and we, we just have a real love for our our home region, and have a have a blast just learning weird things about it, meeting amazing people. Met Tyler, you know, through the show uh, about a year ago, and get to travel to uh, various beautiful spots along the along the coast and attend strange events. It's great. <laughs> so how did this idea come to be and and how did uh how did you get Tyler involved in this whole thing? How, where did you guys meet? Oh Tyler, do you wanna touch on that? Um well I uh I was looking at a website uh called uh Zapatopi dot com and they have some great uh some great stuff on there. It's kind of a satire uh it has um stuff about Sasquatch, uh the Sasquatch Yeti Alliance, um stuff about the Sasquatch Army. Uh you know, it's kind of a Pacific Northwest um version of the onion, kinda. Um uh, he has whole articles about the you know, the uh Pacific tree octopus that he totally made up. It sounds legit. I've read online where people have actually gone online like, oh, Pacific Tree Octopus, and done like whole, you know, 
high school science fair projects on it without even knowing that <laughs> there is no such thing about uh, as a Pacific tree octopus. And uh, and I was on there uh, browsing or something, and there was an episode. He had a link to an episode of this show called Pacific North Weird that uh, was about the Mima Mounds, which is uh, an area here near Olympia where there's a bunch of unexplained mounds. Uh, they don't know what it is, you know, underground trolls, pocket gophers, UFOs, ancient civilizations. You know, there's all sorts of theories. And, and at the time, I was uh, down from the show and from Finding Bigfoot. And I'm like, I watched the video, and it was hilarious and cracked me up. And I'm like, you know, and I had just moved to Olympia, Washington, uh, not long before that. And I'm like, man, these guys are funny, and they're from Olympia. And maybe I could hit them up and say, hey, you know, I know how to work a camera. And I you know I worked on this little show about Bigfoots. And maybe I can contribute something or maybe just watch, uh, you know, because I was totally thinking that, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, like maybe a crew and, you know, some uh, professionalism and uh, and there was neither. And uh, which was great. Perfect. I have exactly what I wanted. So we, uh, you know, I sent him an email or message him or something via Facebook or somewhere and said, hey, you know, this is what I do, what I've done. And, you know, can I play? And so we met. Um met up in Olympia, talked about this and that, and said, hey, we're, you know, we're going to go out to the coast and film a thing about a uh, a UFO that supposedly crashed out there. And, you know, you want to come along and hold the camera and help out and do this and do that. And, you know, did it, and it was fun. And, you know, we're all uh, definitely, you know, like I said, we're all Pacific Northwest, you know, natives, you know, born and bred, and he and uh, his other um, uh, comrade, Alexandra, uh, they are, you know, both, uh, they were both sufficiently weird enough to make me want to keep coming back and doing it, you know, and, you know, and it's the good kind of weird, not the bad kind of weird, like, that. yeah, those guys are kind of freaky, and I'm going to have nightmares tonight, it was no, I can hang out with these people, you know, even when we're not filming. We can hang out, we can talk, you know. And you have pleasant beard. dreams about us. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, and it's just kind of exploded from there. And, and uh, you know, we've we've got better at what we're doing. Vince is an amazing, an amazing filmmaker editing um, through his contacts and through his, occupation he's been able to get better gear and access to uh to tv studios and whatnot so we've we're actually like almost on the precipice on the brink of being like legitimately professional or maybe i shouldn't get ahead of myself but we're getting better we're we're definitely better we're more high tech better equipment and you know and every episode we do is funnier it's weirder it's nicer to look at and and i'm you know i'm really i'm really proud of uh of what i've been able to do with vince and with the show and and uh and and it's <laughs> and it's freaking and it cracks me up every time it's hilarious i get so many comments from people like 
dude, that show is funnier than shit, man. That is amazing. <laughs> and, like, sweet, you know, because Vince is a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. We bounce ideas off each other. And, and, like, nothing is too radical. Nothing is too silly. Nothing is too dumb. Nothing is too risque. And Vince is ready to, you know, throw out some dumb ideas. Like, dude, that's great. You know, but you know how it could be even dumber is if we do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's even better. Let's do that. And so, I mean, I've pranced around the streets of Olympia wearing a Kool-Aid man costume. I've uh, done unsavory things. That was one of your finest moments. (laughs) You know, I've, yeah, I've I've actually, uh, for years, I put on a Bigfoot costume one time before uh, doing this Pacific North weird thing because, you know, there's always kind of been that stigma like, Bigfoot researcher with a Bigfoot suit in the trunk, you know? No, you can't do that. You know, it's against the rules. And, but now I put on this cheesy Bigfoot costume that kind of looks like a Bigfoot. Uh, but, you know, it's Bigfooty enough without, you know, if I was running through the woods, somebody would be like, that's not a Bigfoot. That's a, you know, there's not even a zipper. It's like just this open back thing with a gargoyle face, but. It's, I mean, you know, they still might the you, but they're not going to believe that you're a Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's been great. You know, I've got to dress up and play Bigfoot, play aliens, play Kool-Aid Man, uh, you know, interview interview uh, sorcerers and UFO witnesses and crazy weird people that we just meet randomly in bars and... Uh, you know, weird artists up in Everett. Weird artists, you know, uh, paraplegics that are MMA fighters that you know raising money to go climb Mount Hood, and and uh, yeah, the UFO ranch up by Mount Adams that I was like, okay, yeah, UFO ranch, and whoa, sun went down, it got dark, there was UFOs all over, all over Mount Adams that we got on camera. I mean, there's flying around and light and like, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> you know, don't, uh, I guess, you no, know, don't poo-poo anything until, you know, uh, that can never happen. Oh, whoa, look at that. It's happening. <laughs> okay, now what? And uh, so, so uh, yeah, so that's basically my background on that and how I got involved. And, uh, and I'll let Vince, you know, talk about how, you know, how it all started. Yeah, well, um, the way it started was I had started doing videos uh, for a certain state organization that I work for, and the videos uh, oftentimes were for um, commemorations and get-togethers and everything, and they kind of liked the weird creativity I had, and I decided to do this one commemoration video that was... uh, definitely covered everything I needed to cover work-wise, but it was also an homage to the show Twin Peaks, you know, that I wanted to make the Pacific Northwest connection. And uh, it ended up, you know, everyone really liked it and everything, but I had to eventually take it down because too many people thought it was too weird. It was too much like Twin Peaks. It might make people uncomfortable. And I was kind of a little disappointed in all that work I put in. And then I, I realized, though, that I had so much fun putting all that work into it and kind of connecting with the Northwest and just decided with uh, my friend Alexandra that to uh, maybe we should make our own show that no one can tell us to pull the show down, you know? We'll just put it on YouTube and 
it just started off as a complete, really just a complete uh, joke at first, kind of a hobby. And then we just started enjoying it more and more. And then, you know, we get calls from people like Tyler and then he teams up with us. And I realized I'm starting to get better at the editing and the filmmaking and we're getting better equipment. And now it's, uh, now it's becoming something I, legitimately consider my actual job, you know, even though I'm not making money off of it and everything. Like, I do all my normal adult things to fund this this amazing adventure I get to take, you know, every hour that I'm off of work, which is playing with this, uh, with this cool show. You know, it's funny because that's exactly what how I consider uh, what I do with research in Bigfoot, is that, mm-hmm. I, you know, I spend a lot of money, I don't make any money, and uh, I, <laughs> I love the adventure, and uh, get to meet cool people and do cool things and go to cool places and uh, do something that's passionate. Would I like to make money at doing this? Sure. Uh, I would further my research. I'm sure the same could be said about what you're doing with Pacific North Weird is that oh, you yeah. could, the, the shows would get, you know be more elaborate, bigger. You get to go more places. And so it's uh, it sounds very similar to what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, and, I mean, and as of so, now, like, who could ask for a better life? You know, just doing right. a better life and... Yeah. Well said. Vince, Gunner here. Are you concerned that you'll ever run out of weird things in the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> to, uh... <laughs> oh, um, so far, no. I mean, definitely at the rate that we're producing videos, like we're taking a lot more care into our videos. And um, maybe we, we come up with maybe two every month and a half or something. And... As of yet, like I, I still, every time I do a little bit of research, I find out about something completely new I didn't know about, you know. And I, I think it also comes down to like a, a core idea behind our show is it's it's always not so much about the topic, you know. It's not so much a like we're working on a um, episode on Bigfoot right now. Our show's not so much about like what is Bigfoot or are we trying to prove its existence. Like the show's more about the people who kind of surround the subject matter, the cultural impact. And we never run out of interesting people or people who um, devote their lives to certain strange things in the Northwest. So, no, I, I don't think we are the mecca point. for weirdness. We just are. This the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. is. You know, I've lived in Scotland, I've lived in San Diego, I'm in California. The Pacific Northwest is a strange place with strange people, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. I, I feel uh, blessed that I was lucky enough to be born here. I think it, it made me who I am. and made all my friends who, I am, who they are, you know. Weird. And how many, you know, areas have a city like Portland that's that their motto is keep Portland weird. So, mm. yeah, we're we're trying yeah. to we're trying to show the world how weird not only Portland is but the the rest of this whole wacky area in the world. And is, we have you know. so much, yeah, we have so much stuff kind of on the back burner. I mean, because there's so much. You know, we'll get down weirdness. You know, since you went down to <laughs> Portland and did, like the TARDIS room, but. Um, you know, McMinnville UFO Festival. and But there's so much, I mean, all you have to do is read the headlines, you know, from any random day and like, oh, we could totally do an episode on that. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. You know, some new church <laughs> that just sprung up and, yeah, okay. let's go do that. And, you know, and plus there's other, I mean, 
I think I mentioned it last weekend. Um, but you know, we just we just did a uh, our Christmas special, and you know, with DB Cooper, you know, hijacking Santa's sleigh, and you know, jumping out with all the toys, and you know, hij- <laughs> hijacking DB Cooper Christmas Carol. Yeah, DB Cooper exactly, and uh, you know, Bigfoot made an appearance. Uh, you know, other Northwest uh, uh, celebra- pseudo celebrities, and you know, just kind of weird people of infamy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so even when we don't have, like, a subject, we kind of make a subject. Vince is an incredibly creative and uh, intelligent person that, you know, hey, I have this idea to do a Christmas carol, but with specific Northwest characters and outlaws and mythological, you know, larger-than-life people. Heck, yeah, dude, that's that's amazing. That's hilarious. You know, let's do it. And, you know, so, I mean... There, there's always something, you know, to tie everything in together. You know, Twin Peaks was filmed here. They're filming here again. We have, you know, there was a weird, uh, there was a weird coincidence between, um, well, I'll let Vince tell the story, but, you know, he was trying to get the the website, civicnorthweird.com, and he oh, yeah, contacted, yeah. contacted the woman who uh, had that website, and... You know, and then that's going to lead into another episode. And, you know, you want to tell them about that weirdness? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll touch on that. Uh, There's certainly, like, weird things that happen to us. Like Tyler was saying um, half a year ago, I thought, oh, the coolest man at PacificNorthWeird.com. So, you know, I go to buy it from GoDaddy, and I see someone already owns it. So I I follow the link, and it belongs to this author uh, who lives in McMinnville, Oregon, uh, which is also the the site of the McMenamin's UFO Festival, which is what originally inspired us to create this show. I mean, or, or got us, besides the, the Twin Peaks thing, it kind of gave us the energy to do it, you know. So the, this uh, woman's author page, it's not even called PacificNorthWeird.com, so that's kind of one of the, the ancillary um, catchword, keyword sites that she buys to lead people there. So I'm kind of curious, like, why would she call it that? And I contact her. And it turns out that Pacific North Weird is a name of a fictional show from a novel she wrote six years ago about a group of weirdos that travel around the Northwest and make little videos about weird things. So I'm like, wow, are we real? Are, are we just a figment of this woman's imagination? So now we're going to like do a little video project with her and kind of exchange for the dot-com. And yeah, there's just uh, plenty of, it's not only bizarre things that are established and out there. Like we, we like to document, like you said, um, Gunner, the Pacific Northwest is just weird. So like not only are there just <laughs> weird things, there's also weird things that constantly happen. So we like to touch upon that too. Yeah. Well, what are some of the, what are some of the weirdest uh, and strangest and most compelling possibly, uh, Things you guys have uh, researched and and gone out to you know film uh, I, the Mount Adams thing sounds very peculiar. Is there what else have you guys uh, done? Well, we uh, were contacted by uh, some filmmakers um, who recently uh, did a short film on the Maury Island incident. That's a, a lesser known UFO incident that happened up uh, near uh, Des Moines, Washington, in 1947. And Long story short, the saucer that caught on fire in the air and crashed, and there's a lot of controversy behind the uh, the story, but it's also 
the marks like the first um recorded instance of a man in black visiting someone uh you know after they saw a UFO. so like these filmmakers contact us and they're holding this secret event called burning saucer up outside of Maury Island and they let us come up and document it and it's this kind of weird pseudo secret society kind of tongue and cheek they do and like they tell the story and then they actually burn this huge saucer that's above this uh, fire pit that they have. That was one of one of the more weirder but also more enjoyable um excursions that, you know, we didn't know anything about that event prior to doing the show and having some experts reach out to us to pull us out there. Uh, we've met some really interesting artists. Um, I would say Stephen Johnson Leva up in uh, the King County, Seattle area. Uh, he was really interesting to meet. He's uh, known as the father of sexpressionism. and kind of just does like these bizarre um, um, carnal paintings and very interesting guy, beautiful um, philosophy on what art should be, you know. So we went into the next day up on him and kind of got to. He made some official Pacific Northwest art for us that we have hanging up in our office now. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely Ramtha, you know, like uh, doing the show about Ramtha was very interesting. Getting to meet uh, a few people involved in that and uh, a few uh, shamans and uh, spirit conjurers in their own right, giving their opinion on the claims of Jay-Z Knight and her, her uh, claim that she channels a 35,000-year-old Lemurian warrior spirit in Ramsa. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are three of the weirder ones. Yeah, yeah. and you guys, how, I mean, obviously you guys do a lot of your own research and yet you're very knowledgeable on some of the weirdness up here. Do you guys ever, uh, you guys get a lot of uh, tidbits from fans and whatnot sending you uh, stuff and do you encourage that? We do encourage it and we're starting to get it more and more. Uh, you know, as more people are getting onto our Facebook page, subscribing to our, our YouTube channel and whatnot. Um, yeah, there, there's always people sending us uh, articles, uh, links to interesting um, community events that are that are fun. Like someone sent me a link to a thing called Squirrel Fest or something down in Longview, and it's a whole event devoted to squirrels and like building a squirrel bridge. You know, so we love getting. <laughs> it sounds like something like that. for Guy Edwards. If you know Guy Edwards, he uh, he does the Bigfoot Lunch Club, and he has a a pet stuffed squirrel. I'm going to send him oh, yeah. down there now. Yeah, yeah I, that I was the first thing I thought of when guy. when Vince said that. Yeah. <laughs> When, yeah, when Vince said the Squirrel Fest, I'm like, oh, guy, we need Guy in on that, you know, and have him uh, have him weigh in on that, you know, and bring his <laughs> – what's his squirrel's name? I can't remember. What's his uh, – Oh, man. I, can't, I don't remember uh, off the top of my head, but it's some, weird. Yeah, definitely. Is yeah, name something, something the office squirrel. I can't remember. <laughs> guy, guy's probably <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's definitely – I mean, there's no – like like we were saying before, you know, we went to this ranch out in by Mount Adams, uh, Trout Lake area called the East Eddy Ranch, and yeah, and uh, and it was bizarre. I mean, it was you know, it's very uh, very uh, very you know, kind of out there, kind of uh, you know, very esoteric, very kind of new agey, and you know, we were getting a tour of the of the facilities and the premises by a guy and he was telling us about, you know, a Bigfoot that he ran into, you know, he was coming out of the laundry room and came face to face with the Bigfoot. Other people had seen the same Bigfoot 
<clears throat> and then he proceeded to tell me and everyone else that, you know, he was uh, he was like a 10th level Bigfoot. Um, he could tell because of the color of it. And, you know, everybody knows that there's 12 levels of Bigfoot, starting with the little ones, the brown ones that everybody sees, up to the 12th level Bigfoots, which are known as Yetis, and they're white, and they get to... They get to Mount Adams by going through the earth, the hollow earth and the underground, whatever, and then they pop out at Mount Adams and then run around the SETI Ranch. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever, dude, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, the whole weekend I'm, you know, I have an open mind, but, you know, not so open that my brain falls out. So I'm just like, Okay, you know, but and they're talking about Bigfoot this and Bigfoot that, you know, and I never mentioned, you know, hey, I work on a show about Bigfoot and I'm kind of a, uh, you know, quote unquote expert on what you're trying to, what you're trying to feed me here, but you know, I just kind of let it go, you know, because I've already heard, you know, I've heard tons of stuff. We've all heard tons of stuff. Bigfoot, you know, comes out of whatever dimension and comes through the portal and you know, cloaks and disappears and after he mind melds with us. And, Whatever. So I wasn't like, whoa, shocking. You know, it was like, oh, another one of those guys. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, it was an interesting weekend. And then, you know, when it came tonight, they go out They go out in this field. They're all facing the volcano. And they have big lights and lasers, you know, so they can communicate with the, uh, the spaceships, the spacecraft that are flying overhead. And I'm just like, whatever, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to film. I'm not here to pass judgment. I'm not here to, uh, you know, tell them, Hey, you guys are crazy, you know, because obviously I'm there. So, you know, how, how crazy does that make me? So, but you know, once, I mean, once shit started flying around, around there, the top of the mountain, like, Oh, there's one, there's one. And I'm like, yeah, but whoa, dude, there is. Wow. (laughs) Hey, do you guys see this? Are you guys, seeing this and like yeah we're seeing it i mean cameras are rolling and we've got you know people freaking out you know people that i mean people go out there every weekend they pay however much money to go out there and camp and sit in the field watching the mountain with their lasers laser pointers and communicating and watching and and you know and it was crazy it was you know i've i've seen weird things in the sky and I'm totally open to, you know, extraterrestrials and of course, you know, there's other life in the universe. You know. Is it coming here? I don't know. Why would they come here? Why are we interesting? But you know, there was a there was definitely stuff happening on that mountain and you know, it was it was pretty bizarre for me, you know, being the skeptical science minded, you know, there's an explanation behind everything and you know, I can't explain that. And, yeah. Uh, well, that, that's know, kind so of the root of, of being interested in science to begin with. You know, it's, it's seeing something that you can't explain, and then you, you, you want, you're curious, you're interested in it. You know, that's right. kind of getting exactly. back to the roots of it. Exactly. So, yeah, ab- but, absolutely. Uh, there's definitely, I mean, there's no shortage of, I think, I mean, just last week, Vince and I were hanging out in a bar talking about uh, whatever we were talking about. And I happened to talk to this woman. She was, I've been looking for new rain gear because it's been raining, as you guys know. Pacific Northwest is drenched right now. And uh, 
looking for new rain gear for work, and she was wearing some stuff that I've kind of looked at. So I started talking to her, and then, you know, then she came back, you know, whatever, and we started talking some more. And, yeah, we work on this. We're, you know, we do this little show, Pacific North Weird. Oh, let me tell you a story. And it went from she saw a UFO to she had a weird implant in her neck that was pulled that she pulled out herself and it was a weird little metal pyramid with with hieroglyphics and designs <laughs> on it to uh to I mean premonitions of nine eleven and premonitions of the Oklahoma City bombing and I mean, we we were just talking about rain gear. <laughs> we were talking about rain gear. Hey, does it keep you dry? And an hour later, she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I had, you know, uh, I had a lost time incident. So it's UFO. Don't know what happened. Then I had this thing in my neck, and I pulled it out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, there's more material. I mean, it just happens all the happens all the time. You know, whether to be fair, that's a pretty normal happy hour for you and I. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> <laughs> True. <clears throat> True that. What about the what other cryptids have you guys looked into other than Sasquatch? Have you guys done any other shows on other, you know other cryptids you know that are unique maybe here to the Pacific Northwest? Um, I haven't yet, but I've been very very interested in learning more about some of the uh, lake and sea monsters that have been reported in the area. But it's one. Yeah. I, my, my uh, from where I come from, I just originally before I started doing the show, I knew a whole lot more about kind of the UFO history and kind of the, the roadside attraction history and everything. I'll, I'll, I'll less about Bigfoot and cryptids and everything. Um, always had a fascination with it, but yeah, I, I think n- nothing besides Bigfoot. Yeah, but definitely want to know more about the, the sea monsters. That, that seems like a lot of fun to me. Yeah, you know they have uh, pretty well known up in this area all the way up to Alaska, and I think even believe Northern California is the Cadborosaurus or Caddy, as mm-hmm. it's called, yeah. and it's spotted right. periodically, and uh, it's, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bigfoot guy, but I find Caddy pretty interesting based on a number of sightings and, and historical, even back to the Native Americans, you know, same thing with Bigfoot, but Native Americans report seeing, you know, this, this Caddy or Cadborosaurus mm-hmm. thing. Exactly. And there's Ogopogo, you know, up in uh, British Columbia um, in, uh, I forget, Lake Okanagan, I think, up in British Columbia. There's Ogopogo. There's supposedly uh, something that lives in Lake Chelan over in uh, central Washington. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's, you know, lots of books. There's a book called, I think, Weird Northwest or... Well, there's all the weird states. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, something about uh, kind of a Somewhere right here around Olympia, they called it the, some sort of demon or something, and it hopped around and flew and like, well, like, you know, it sounds like typical like Mothman or Jersey Devil. Are you, are you, you, know, are you talking about bat squatch? Oh, then, and there's always bat squatch as well. Bat squatch. And Half don't bat forget bat about bat squatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was no, it was something else. It was like the Nisqually Hill demon or something like that. That. Somebody saw back in the 70s, and you know, so there's no, I mean, there's all sorts of just weird. I mean, not so much, not just you know, people and characters and uh, supposed you know, critters running around in the ocean or on land, but you know, there's you know, places here in Washington and you know, down in Oregon, like Magnetic Hill, you know, where you can supposedly park your car at the bottom, your heart, 
car will yeah. coast uphill. Um, there's a, a well in eastern Washington that is supposedly bottomless. You know, they've put, you know, cables and weights and stuff down it, and, you know, for however many thousands of feet, and supposedly it never touches bottom, and it's perfectly round, and how does it get there, and I think it's called, like, Mel's Hole or something like Mel's that. Mel's Hole, yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah. Oh, and, that's, uh, from, that's from the old Art Bell days. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so Art Bell, another plenty, big influence on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of plenty of bizarre stuff, you know, and that's just Washington. You know, then we get down to Portland and Oregon, and and uh, you know, Portland itself. I mean, Vince has already done an episode down there about uh, the TARDIS room, which is in a bar somewhere and uh, mm. somewhere down there. But you know, there's enough weird stuff in Portland to you know have. You know, the Oregon, the Oregon edition of Pacific North Weird, and and uh, oh yeah, yeah, we know. definitely have some just, plans to do some more Portland things. Absolutely, uh, in talks with um, Black Lodge Burlesque, it's a Twin Peaks themed burlesque troupe. You know, we're going to interview them, and um, yeah, it's plenty of uh, really interesting people down there. Uh, we we uh, in, have interviewed Clyde Lewis a couple of times, who's uh, well-known in Portland and throughout the rest of the country in the paranormal community, but there's a Ground Zero radio show. So there's, a, yeah, certainly some good connections, and you'll definitely see more of a more of an Oregon presence uh, from us in the near future now that we're kind of getting more into it. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, Tyler uh, could do, uh, with his past experiences and what he's been doing his whole life, it could do... Uh, um, quite a few episodes with Pacific Northwest. I was going to, Pacific North Weird, sorry. I was going to ask Tyler, you know, Tyler, what, what is like, you spent so much time in the woods, you do a lot of remote hiking, backpacking, the whole line. What are, uh, what is one of the most scariest, I guess, uh, places you've been or, or things you've encountered out there where you felt like you, have you ever been out there where you just thought you had to leave or you did leave? <clears throat> um, yeah, that, uh, it happened to me one time um, down. Uh, there's a place kind of kind of in between Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier called Morton, little town out there. And uh, I grew up there. It's uh, has a pretty pretty rich Bigfoot history. There's uh, a pretty classic story um, on the BFR website <clears throat> about some uh, uh, logging logging equipment caretakers. Uh, you know they're would watch the equipment. They had a trailer. They pull out there, you know, basically live out there and and uh, make sure the equipment wasn't messed with. <clears throat> and they saw, you know, multiple Bigfoots had many encounters. You know, we're describing uh, stick structures and you know the sounds that they would make and and uh, you know it was pretty classic, pretty classic. And I ended up out there one time, um, totally went to the wrong, I, I was chasing, you know, a hot Bigfoot story and hit up a friend of mine and said, Hey, do you know where this is? Oh yeah. You go up this road, go up here, go up there. And, uh, so I went up there and it's completely wrong place, but you know, I didn't know it at the time. And, um, <clears throat> and, uh, I decided to find somewhere to camp and just hang out. And, and it was in this rock quarry that, uh, that is actually now it's known as Werewolf Pit, I think, or Werewolf Quarry or something, because there's 
spray painted. There's, I think it's a werewolf, or it could be it's either werewolf or some sort of monster, or it's a very crude representation of a piece of female anatomy. I still haven't. The more I look at it, I'm like, I'm not sure if that's a werewolf, guys. It's, and it's some other kind of monster. And uh, but I was there, and I was hanging out sitting by my fire and I heard a bunch of rocks you know something was up above and knocked a bunch of rocks and dirt loose and you know or it just happens I mean erosion happens without anything there all the time <clears throat> but uh, then I started hearing like rocks being moved you know there's a big pile of rocks next you know 30 feet away from where I was camped and uh, and you know hearing all these rocks and I'm like, man, there's something over there. There was definitely something on that rock pile. I had a light, but I didn't want to shine it over there. I just kind of wanted the experience to keep on keeping on. And then I was hearing rocks clacking together, just like rhythmically, like every two, three seconds, just like, bam, bam, you know, and it was 40 feet away from me. I mean, right on the other side of this pile of rock. And at first, I was fascinated. I'm like, wow, this is really happening. And then it was like a switch was flipped, like dread, like scared, couldn't move, didn't want to move. I wanted to run away, um, started sweating, started getting very, very flatulent, which was really strange. Just like, whoa, 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 and uh, which is bizarre. And uh, I know and way too much information but it happened and uh and you know this was happening and i was and you know i've heard story you know we've all heard stories about being zapped and infrasound and that sort of thing and um you know and it went on for probably three or four minutes uh i can't remember i had an audio recorder going and uh i still have that audio somewhere and I can't remember it's like three or four minutes long you know but then the rocks you know they weren't getting smacked together as often every once every five seconds once every seven seconds and then it just stopped and and then uh once again you know it was like a, a switch switch was flipped and I mean I went from the darkest depth of fear and dread and hell to, whoa, sunshine, butterflies, rainbows, unicorns, bunnies, you know, it was like, everything was okay. Everything was, it was like, it was very, very bizarre experience. I mean, it was like, like the dark clouds lifted and everything, I mean, it was the middle of the night, you know, so there really wasn't rainbows and clouds and sunshine and kittens and bunnies, but, uh, but it was, I mean, I, I was waiting for, you know, after, you know, reading stories and, and, uh, you know, books and stuff on the BFRO website and encounters, I was waiting for a rock to come whizzing out of the dark and just rain me, you know, and be like, game over, you know, that was, yeah. that was that, you know, <laughs> fun. And, uh, but, you know, it went, whatever it was, went away and I relaxed my grip and on my chair. I mean, I was just like white knuckled on the, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, arms in my chair and and then I went I got up and I went to bed I mean it was like this adrenaline dump just I was suddenly exhausted like I mean it was done that was it game over and good night and went crawled my tent and what I mean just like 
instantly. And of course, you know, got up in the morning, went over, checked it out. Of course, it's all rocky. I'm in a quarry. There's no footprints. So I just looked for hair and any sort of sign. And uh, it was a very, very strange experience. And I've been to Morton dozens and dozens and dozens of times since then. And, you know, we've we've started doing BFRO expeditions in that exact same area. Had weird stuff, you know, happen out there in the woods, you know, playing whale audio of whale songs into the woods. And then we heard the sounds of whales coming back out of the woods, which was one of the crazier things I've ever experience doing any of this like was that a whale did anybody else just hear a whale and that wasn't an echo i mean what how do you how do you explain that i have no idea but uh but i think that's the only uh the only time i'm you know because i'm you know i've spent a lot of time in the woods and i don't spook easy i mean right you know, there's bears around i've dealt with bears i've been face to face with you know brown bears up in alaska i've you know, there's always cougars around, you know, you just kind of deal with it. I mean, the scariest thing that happened to me in the woods is when I run into another human with that wild look in his eyes, and I can see that gun on his hip, and he's, you know, all wig-wiggity, and it's like, that's what scares the crap out of me, is, you know, when I run into other people that I don't know, and they're sketchy, and like, eh, yeah, you know, I'd much rather be dealing with the cougar right now, because at least they're somewhat predictable and you my friend i have no idea what you've got going on you know i don't care about your meth lab you got a girl operation hey more power to you you know rocket but uh you know that but you know other than that at that time um you know not that i can you know not that i can think of uh well you bring up my head yeah you bring up a fascinating you know thing you know and i I don't want to label it anything your experience but you know, do you think you were, uh, quote unquote, zapped? Uh, you know, I, I, how many? Re- I know you've interviewed people that claim to have been zapped, or is it one of the new words is called being sizzled. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, right. is, is that a possibility? Uh, do you believe in that? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I believe. I believe. I mean, there's a lot of animals. There's, you know, biological precedents for infrasound. You know, tigers use it. Uh, whales use it to communicate. Elephants use it to communicate. Um, even alligators, you know, will uh, use infrasound for something. I've seen videos of them under the water and just, you know, the the water just starts to like dance and ripple and mm-hmm. crazy. And they're doing, you know, they're doing something. Um, you know, whether it's to stun fish or communicate with other crocodiles or or you know, or it's just a cool trick. Hey, you know, look what I can do. Um, so, you know, I I think there's, I mean, there's definitely a biological precedent for it. So, you know, and I've read lots of reports of, you know, uh, people, you know, they hear some noise, the deer's were spooked, then all of a sudden the deer's just frozen. The bigfoot walks up, you know, bonks it on the head and walks off with it. And uh, but yeah, and I've also, I mean, I've talked to tons of people, you know, I've been zapped, um, you know, and I've talked to other people, I've been zapped 40 something times, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, there was something going on. It hasn't happened to me since. It had never happened to me before. Um, and, you know, there's an explanation, uh, you know, because like I said, I don't, 
scare easily. I mean, I spend a lot of time in the woods, and I'm totally cool with being inferior in the woods. You know, I don't pack guns. I rarely, sometimes I'll have a knife or a leatherman or, you know, something like that. And, you know, but, hey, you know, if a bear wants to come up and, you know, do what it's going to do, then, uh, you know, that's cycle of life and Hakuna Matata. But, uh, uh, you know, it it takes, you know, not that I'm yeah. super spiritually adamant or anything, but, you know, things happen out of the woods and you just kind of deal with it. And, but, yeah. you know, that was something I've never dealt with before, haven't dealt with since, and not really sure what it was, but it was definitely freaky and it was un it was unnatural. It was right. And, and I was going to say, you know, as much as we think we know about the world around us and, and specifically the animals around us, uh, we know nothing. You know, they're still finding out things about your, your just your basic canine, your dogs, uh, that are mind-blowing oh, yeah. to me. You know, uh, you know, we think we know just because we've been around for thousands of years with, with you know, dogs and whatnot. They're still finding out things about canines that um, science had no idea. And, and that's oh, yeah. what we know. Uh, but maybe something out there like a Sasquatch, uh, what are they capable of? You know, uh, it, it's it's mind-boggling to me that we know so little about just the, the stuff we do know about. Right, yeah. And, I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, if they are capable of it, which, you know, I totally believe that they could be. And, you know, it's interesting to me that it seems to be um, the biggest, the biggest animals in their relative ecosystem. Elephants, whales, tigers, you know, bears might be able to do it, but we haven't observed it. Um, right. You know, lions, uh, you know, crocodiles, it has something, you know, has some sort of evolutionary advantage or, you know, a predatory advantage, you know, or communication and all of which Sasquatches need, you know, because they're you know, I, d- I don't think there's as many Bigfoots out there as a lot of people think there are. Otherwise, yeah. you know, there'd be you know, there'd be a lot more reports. And, you know, who knows if somebody's seeing the same one over and over because uh, they are mobile and portable and they kind of, you know, they do what they want and go where they want. So, you know, if they want to communicate, you know, go up to a mountaintop and put out, you know, put out their squatch signal and, you know, wait for a response, that would be the best way to do it without attracting attention to themselves or, uh, you know, and if their, you know, their main prey is deer, elk, that sort of thing, which are, you know, really, you know, fast and fleet-footed animals, you know, the best way to catch something fast is just stun it from the get-go and, you know, walk up and clunk, you know, game over, see you later, deer. And so it totally, I mean, totally makes sense to me that they would have that capability. Um, But, you know, what what happened to me, I don't know. What's happened to other people, I don't know. I mean, I've felt, I've been with other people out on walks when they just drop to the ground and like, oh, and I'm five feet away from them, you know, and I'm not feeling anything. So I think it's pretty fascinating that it can be focused like that. And, you know, somebody right next to them has no ill effects while, you know, I'm watching this woman, you know, grabbing her stomach like feels like an accordion going on in my gut and I'm like wow you know what did you have for dinner because I've got nothing going on and yeah so yeah it's uh 
it's it's really bizarre. It's a bizarre phenomenon. You know, not that you know, <laughs> all this all this big footiness isn't you know bizarre enough, but right. You know, <laughs> throw in throw that stuff in on top of it. Like okay, you know. Yeah, you, kudos. Uh, back, you got no, it going on. Back in uh, 2011, when I had my encounter, uh, I experienced. I didn't experience zapping. I experienced uh, what I call extreme fear, where I was sitting in my tent and was dealing with something unknown. Um, and when I came to the realization of possibly what I'm was dealing with, I was freaked out. I had two buddies with me, and they were freaked out. And I felt paralyzed at one moment, you know. But it wasn't uh, like I felt zapped. I felt like I shouldn't move. My mind was messed with me. We had you know, rock come into camp and the whole nine, you know, I mean, the whole nine, the whole, yeah, whatever. But it was, it was freaky. And I remember, you know, in my head, okay, you're, you're alive. Nothing bad's really happening. You're experiencing something. And I walked myself out of it. I never felt zapped, but I did feel uh panic and fear. And I don't mind saying that because I hadn't dealt with anything like that before on that level. And right. so, but I, I never rule out, the possibility of infrasound and whatnot, you know, tigers use it, like you said, all the other, a lot of other big mammals use it. It's just a fascinating topic. And I've talked to others that have, uh, even a lot of people I respect, you know, that have, you know, felt this way. So it's something I can't rule out. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's strange. That'd be, you guys should do an episode on that because that would be, um, to interview people like that would be to get their feel on it. You know, I read a report a while back of this guy that was in the woods that, he, you know, nothing to do with Bigfoot. He was cycling, and um, for some reason, he got off his bike and he stripped down naked. And he, you know, it was he, he didn't know what he was doing, but he felt like he had no control, and he felt paralyzed. Um, and I believe they had come across some sort of Bigfoot-related evidence uh, tracks or something, and they kind of tied the things together. But this guy did something completely out of the norm for himself, and his friends were like, "What the frick is this guy doing?" <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the guy. That's the guy we need to get on the show right there. Yeah, that would be a a very cool episode, actually. You know, like strange psychological moments of the Northwest. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, and it it is interesting how many stories I've heard of, you know, um, hunters, you know, out the woods, experienced hunters, experienced woodsmen, experienced outdoorsmen, who have a gun who have lots of ammo and, you know, they start getting that feel of fear, dread, you know, impending doom, you know, just freaked out. And they're like, okay, you know, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Yeah. And, you know, and they're not, you know, wimpy little dudes like, oh, you know, let's run home. You know, it's, it's dark in the woods and I'm outside, you know, time to, you know, run back to the, run back to the house. Yeah. And it's Derek like, Randall. Derek Randall I shouldn't be here. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Derek Randall just spoke about this. It's like hitting a wall, and he's not saying he was petrified, but it was like he hit a a wall and, and uh, or something. Saying, you know, basically, you know, um, he felt like he should turn around. Uh, he didn't see anything, but it just got this feeling like he was in a bad situation, a bad spot, and he should leave. Uh, and he listened right. to that, you know, that sixth sense or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, there. Were, I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, and I, I've experienced that before. You know, like I just felt impending doom, or you know, I'm in a bad spot, a bad area, something. I don't, I couldn't figure out what it was, but um, I won't call it disaster or anything, but just a premonition almost. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think there's something to it, and uh, you know, especially with people who aren't familiar with with the uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot lore, Bigfoot mysteries, um, or even you know, biological biological facts, you know, 
when they're describing the same thing, like I was frozen, I couldn't move, I was paralyzed, I was freaked out, you know, and they, you know, they're describing the same thing that, you know, are we, are we more susceptible to it because we know about it? Like, oh, you know, I might get zapped. Woo-hoo, you know, I might get zapped tonight. Great. And, well, you know, lo and behold, then all of a sudden you're zapped. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. But, yeah. you know, there's, I definitely think that there's something, something to that whole, uh, that whole phenomenon. And, you know, it kind of makes me, yeah. you know, wish it would happen again so I can, you know, be more little, uh, you know, subjective about it. And, you know, so when I know it's happening, like, okay, you know, this is happening. That's kind of what happened to me, you know, the first time when I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is that that I've read about, you know. So write it out, you know, because you always hear, man, I was freaked out. I packed up my stuff and I left, you know, just abandoned my camp, you know. And I just sat there and gripped my chair like, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I'm going to write it, you know, and hopefully that boulder doesn't come out of the darkness and just squish me. And... Uh, <laughs> So, and, uh, you know, maybe the Bigfoot was like, okay, this guy, you know, it's not working on this guy for some reason, so I'm going to go somewhere else, you know, whatever. Yeah. Stupid human. And uh, so, you yeah, sure You sure guy. Bigfoot didn't pick, pick up on the flatulence? <laughs> that could have been. I could like, oh, have run, that that. run him off right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who's that too, Bigfoot? Huh? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I have superpowers too. Damn it. That's right. <laughs> so, so Tyler and Vince, what what direction and what what are the your future plans with Pacific North Weird? I mean, where do you hope to see it go? And well, we we want to uh, get it out for more even more people to see. You know, even outside of YouTube, we um, that's just starting to happen. We are now on the uh, Secret Sundays. Um, Secret Sundays, uh, part of a, a Roku channel called OSI 74. It's uh, led by uh, the host of Cinema Insomnia, Mr. Lobo. That's uh, a it's a cool indie channel out there. I, I think we're back to back with a show run by a former member of Guar, I believe. And what? Guar? <laughs> Dude, you never told me that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I oh I did. well, if you did, oh, I forgot. Because that's awesome. I'm telling you now. It's probably during one of your many uh, excursions to the bar that you may have told you. So. <laughs> yeah, we we we're, we're looking. I feel we're just getting better and better. We're making better productions. Um, there's a, a certain synergy uh, among our group, which is becoming more and more cohesive every time we do it. We're having more fun doing it, and that really makes it a better show. Like I, I think fun bleeds through, and you, you can tell we're having a really great time doing it. So what I want, where I want the show to go is just uh, I want to continue on the direction that it's going. We have we have nowhere to go but up. <laughs> well, I've, I've watched a few episodes and I, I like and I, I have always enjoyed Tyler's sense of humor, but the, it, you guys are are kicking the ass. I mean, kicking the pants with what your approach to to. Uh, Chasing down weird stuff in in the Pacific Northwest, so thank you. I, I appreciate you keep doing what you're doing there. So, oh yeah, so where yeah, do, yeah well. for the uninitiated, where do they find? Now, I'm sure there's people that are going to want to go check out Pacific North Weird. 
Right. Where yeah. is the easy place to find you? Um, we have a, a really simple uh, YouTube address. It's just youtube.com slash Pacific North Weird, all one word. You can find us that way. And uh, any any questions or tips you have for shows that we could do in the future, PacificNorthWeird at gmail.com. And you're also and there's a face- Andy Found yeah. right on Facebook. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Go ahead. You you can also be found on. They do have a Facebook page. Pacific yes, we do have a Facebook so page. Go yeah. give them a like, yeah, you, you, and you can find stuff there. So that's cool too. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're on Twitter too, aren't? Isn't there a Twitter? We are. We are on Twitter also. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can't forget Twitter. And in case anybody wants don't to tweet us. Twitter. I think that's all we're on. Well, we're on Instagram <laughs> also. Well, there you go. Oh, nice. That they're cool. dialed into to social media, so <laughs> you can look, check sure. them out yeah. there. And and uh, if uh, you can subscribe to their channel so that you won't miss any new episodes. Uh, and I am a subscriber, by the way. So uh, awesome. Come, so uh, check yeah, out and we do have weird. a uh, we have we have our Bigfoot episode that we're currently working on and adding to all the time. Uh, you know, we interviewed a guy um, who made a movie called Valley of the Sasquatch, interviewed the director. Uh, Vince and I went and saw the movie, and it was it was great. It was funny. Uh, well, funny, funny and great, and I think other Bigfoot people will really, you know, I picked up on quite a few things that he, you know, kind of weaseled in there that, uh, you know, some that hardcore hardcore bigfooters will definitely pick up on like oh you know that's that's pretty awesome yeah so, uh, Easter eggs. yeah and you know we were just at the Sasquatch Summit uh, I think we interviewed both of you guys or Gunner did we interview Shane did you interview no, Shane you guys missed out let me tell you you I guys in- missed out I, <laughs> I interviewed I interviewed Guy Edwards at the summit yeah. oh that. well you didn't interview oh I thought you got Gunner too. Sorry, Gunner. Mm, no, I but that's okay. Well, but yeah, Guy uh, uh, will you, take up a couple episodes easy. Yeah, Guy could be his own whole episode episode of George Weir. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Guy not just, just for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just sure. not just Guy, but uh, we interviewed Tom Powell as well. So you know how entertaining oh, yeah. that could be. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. Up. I mean, it could just be, uh, I don't know. It could be, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, anybody? Oh, I need a beer. I love Tom. I love Tom. That, was pretty, that was pretty dead yeah. on there, though. I've, I've, yeah, I've had a lot of Tom experiences. And when we were interviewing, he was like, you better do it quick because I'm going to start drinking pretty soon. Like, okay, wait, should we, maybe we should wait until after he starts drinking because yeah. it's better. So, well, I think, I think Tom, if you're listening. drinking like drinking happy hour with Tom Powell episode would just be <laughs> yeah. brilliant. There you go. Dude, that, we could totally oh that should be a new bit happy hour with Tom Powell and just like that. Let's do it. Just get him out and get a hold of me. Get a hold of Tyler. <laughs> we pay for all the drinks. You just have to sit there and talk. It's cool, man. Uh, Cameras aren't even there. Just pretend nothing's there. <laughs> yeah. cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, uh, and when is the next Hopscotch? 
Uh, not till um, next year. Uh, yeah, the, yeah it, it's next year, probably February, March. You know, February, March, sometime then. Uh, you know, okay. guys. Last one was with the infamous, you know, Matthew Johnson, uh, Mr. Oh, Portal. Yeah. So uh, I don't know <laughs> when the the next one is, but it, it'll be early next year. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, yeah, right after we left the uh, East Eddie Ranch out there at Mount Adams, we went straight to the Hopsquatch, the Town Hall Hopsquatch yeah. there in, uh, in Portland. And so, yeah, definitely yeah, coming yeah, out of one uh, weird thing and into another. That was a crazy thing. Well, guys, uh, yeah. it's been fantastic you having you on the show. Thank you, Tyler and Vince. Uh, and, and we wish you all the best with uh, – you know, the Pacific North Weird, uh, and we will follow you guys and help promote you guys. You guys are doing fantastic stuff. Really uh, interesting, and uh, I I know this, uh, you're, you're, you know, uh, what you guys are doing is just going to get bigger and bigger. So kudos to you guys, and thanks for joining us. Thanks oh, for thank having me. I had a great time. Oh, oh pleasure. And we'll have you back on soon. Uh, you know, we can talk to you guys uh, for days, So, uh, and hopefully down <laughs> the road we will have you guys back on. I, I Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. You guys uh, have a good night, and thank you for joining us. You too. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Hey, Shane. So hey, we have a few minutes uh, left. Wow, what a show. These guys are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, uh, seriously, I've, I've watched some of the, their shows already, and, and they they have that quirky sense of humor thing that, that uh, like for me, is, like, really cool. I mean, they're... And I, I I've known Tyler for quite a while, and and uh, he's a screwball, but uh, as most of us in big pudding are. But and I I mean I, no. I I get the whole the the whole disappointment with Tyler's you know <laughs> excuse me with uh, what happened with the grandpa's story, but we're happy that you know it led you down the path that that it did Tyler and and uh, and. We were able to meet you and have you on Monster X today because your grandpa tricked you with false, the fake footprint. So, yeah, kudos, no, to, gran- no. kudos to grandpa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so gonna, looks, um, we, we, go I ahead, to, yeah, I wanted to talk about your your upcoming appearance uh, at you know this conference with uh, that Matthew Johnson's doing. Uh, there's been some some. Uh, uh, negative stuff, but mostly positive stuff. But there's been some, or at least questions as to your your being included in this. Yeah, what I I was asked the big question is why why would you you know you agree to first of all I was kind of shocked that that uh, Matt invited me to speak at his conference, and we had a little bit of back and forth about it because you know I'm I'm an aper, I I think that that what we're dealing with. My personal experience has been that that what we're dealing with is a terrestrial, you know, biological a- animal. Uh, am I open to the possibility of there's some uh, they have some attributes that aren't easily explained? I, I am to some degree. Um, I always think of us, you know, there's a sliding scale of of uh, from hardcore aper to on one end to you know interdimensional flying UFO pilot on the other end, and I'm really close to the apron end. Until, um, until I uh, that's, I don't discount anybody else's experience that they've had, but that's just something for me personally. Until I experience it, I'm um, 
I'm I, that would be something I have to experience to to embrace. So uh, the conversation, uh, Matt, you know, said told me that I could talk about whatever I wanted to, and which I intend to, and that you know I'd be welcome with open arms. Which I, I, I'll I'll believe that when I see it because honestly, I, I mean, I, it's a different kind of. Uh, he refers to it as the as the habituation conference, and uh, but. The, all the other speakers are coming from um, a quote-unquote paranormal uh, side of, of Bigfooting. I'm going to represent the Apers, um, and that is my perspective. Unless something yeah, changes between now and April. <laughs> so, right. Unless I'm whisked away in a UFO. In a, or a <laughs> right. Through, no, and, and that's, that's respective, respectful, and I believe that you may not be a popular person at that conference per se, um, but uh, you know it takes a lot of cojones to to enter that sort of arena and and give your two cents, and I commend that. Well, I I consider the same thing for a lot of. I, I have I mean I have friends, talk, you know that that. Uh, are on the other side of the fence and uh, and and have presented in a similarly hostile environment uh, where it's you know predominantly apers. So uh, I guess right. I can go out on a limb a little bit for for to represent the apers in 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 this arena. So right, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that some people didn't didn't don't get you know feel like I'm endorsing whatever um, Matt Johnson is, is putting out there as as fact, and I am not in any way, shape, or form, so to be clear. Yeah. Well, we're, we're down to a few seconds here. I just want to say that there are no experts in this field. I know it's been said before, but I want to just say that out there. There's no experts in this field, and so uh, we're all learning, and uh, hopefully uh, can get to the truth of things. And thank you for joining Absolutely. us, everybody. Yeah, thank you All for right. joining us. Uh, we've actually ended our, our show now, but I'll continue on a little bit and say that, you know, uh, there are no experts, and um, uh, I'm an aper as well, uh, if that's what you want to call an aper, or at least I believe this Sasquatch phenomenon is revolved around uh, a physical being, a flesh-and-blood creature that um, I'm not – to this day, seen anything paranormal, and uh, I've been, I, you know, I spend, you know, hundreds and thousands of hours in the woods a year, and not experienced anything like this. But um, I'm open, uh, and uh, if that's ever the scenario, I may just, you know, bounce. Uh, but right now, you know, everything I've encountered and seen has been to the contrary. Absolutely. I mean, that's and I and like I say, we were though. This is not. Our, both of us share a perspective of, of that this is a, a terrestrial being, you know, biological and they, um, I We respectfully agree to disagree with our friends that that uh, have, see them as something other than that. So, and that's... Yeah. And again, I, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Of course. Uh, right now, I, I don't consider myself wrong, just not uh, in cahoots with that sort of stuff, you know. Uh, but uh, I will, you know, continue to do, you know, and, you know, I've t I've, I probably talked about this way too much, but, you know, those like Jane Goodall and whatnot uh, that were some of the entrepreneurs in their field, 
those are the people I respect, and that's who I try to mimic uh, as best I can. Um, and I know a lot of there, you know, I say me, but there's a lot of other researchers doing the same thing, and, and enthusiasts for that matter. And um, you know, about the truth, you know, uh, I'm all about the truth. And and you know, like Tyler Bounds today on our show. Uh, you know, he could have not mentioned that little tidbit that he just found out recently from his aunt. He didn't have to mention that, but he did. And that speaks volumes about Tyler Bounds and his endeavors and about his, uh, his personality. And that's, uh, you know, I, you know, that's exactly what I love about um, individuals like that. And that's what I try to mimic. Uh, there's no need to lie about the subject. If you're about the truth and you're really about researching and, and getting to the answers, um, you really try to um, lay a foundation of truth, uh, no matter what that uh, entails and no matter what the conclusions are. That's what we're about. All right. Well, it's great, um, as always, uh, chatting with, with uh, you, Shane, and I appreciate Tyler and Vince coming on today and being on the show and all of the listeners that, that have joined us today. And, by the way, this was kind of a, a banner week for uh, Monster X. Our, our Facebook group has uh, grown to over 7,000 members, so welcome to all the new people that have come on board. Let us know what you think. Uh, talk with us in the Facebook group, and uh, we look forward to uh, providing you with uh, great shows in the future. So, for uh, Shane Corson and myself, Gunnar Monson, I, we appreciate you, and uh, we will be back next Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Monster X Radio. Good night, everybody. <laughs>